Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, listen, today we are going to be talking about people we need to avoid. The Bible is so clear about avoiding certain people who are godless. These are they who put on a great show promoting godliness, but their lives are anything but godly. And so just when I think the church is not listening, not paying attention, just being enmeshed in this godless world, Here comes a warrior. And this is what I like about this podcast. Because those of you who tune in faithfully, first of all, praise the Lord for you. I I am so truly appreciative. So, you know, this kingdom, it is all about holiness, righteousness, and sanctification. And sometimes it just seemed like, where are the warriors? Because I know you are a kingdom warrior. So I know you love the Lord. And sometimes when we keep seem like just beating our heads against brick walls, we're like, is anyone, does anyone has an ear to hear, eyes to see. And so when you find another strong warrior just making it so plain and, and obvious, I'm like, whew, okay, okay, here we go. Because I was starting to think, not that I was growing weary and doing good, It's just like sometimes you're like, 
Don't anybody love Jesus? <laughs> Don't anybody see the handwriting on the wall that he is on his way back? So I came across some posts today by this brother in Christ. And I was like, exactly. This, this is all that we want the people to do is to wake up. That if you have called on the name of the Lord to be saved, well, guess what, beloved? We are commanded to abstain from every form of evil. We cannot be partners with this world because, beloved, if Christ returns in our lifetime, are you going to be able to hear that trumpet call? So when I read this post, I'm like, you know what? I got to share this on the podcast. Are you ready? Listen. He said, what are you going to do when the trumpet sounds? Are you? No. And you are still here? Are you going to turn off the TV and continue to watch the filth that Hollywood is putting out that you refuse to turn off now? Will you grab a beer and drink a few? Because you say the Bible says nothing about drinking beer. Will you finally open your Bible and read it? Will you not try to pray? What will you do? Now, I can hear you already. Who are you to judge me? Or you will tell me how I am not showing love. Or I have no right to judge. Or I don't sound like a Christian. Please tell me what a Christian is supposed to say. How do you know? Have you ever said it? Aren't you a Christian? Why are you not concerned about souls? If you are a Christian, why are you drinking, especially in public? Doesn't the Bible say, keep away from the appearance of evil? Why are you cursing? Would Jesus talk like that? Why are you watching that filth on TV? Would you sit with Jesus and turn that show on? You see, you can act and talk all the Christian needs that you want, but you aren't fooling the only one that matters, Jesus himself. You want heaven, but live like hell. You think you are a good person, but Jesus said no one is good, not one. You think that a loving God would never send anyone to hell. You are correct. He sacrificed his only son, so you didn't have to go. You are choosing to go. You think you can skate through life going to church and telling everyone you are a Christian, but you don't have any problem laughing at their dirty jokes or hanging out at 
the bar. When the Bible says be separate from the world, what does that mean to you? How are you any different than all the people you are around? Can they say without a doubt that you are close to God? Do they count on you to pray when they need it? Have you told them about Jesus and salvation? So how are you different? You can't get, no, you can get mad at me all you want, but you know, I'm telling the truth. You are just mad because it convicts you. You think I'm too harsh and not loving? Well, if you were sleeping in a sinking ship and you only had seconds to get out, would you rather me whisper real sweet in your ear and say, Get up, pumpkin. The ship has a little water in it. Or get up. Get up and off the ship or you going to die. Well, pumpkin, the ship you are on is sinking and it is on fire. And you are about to be trapped and unable to get off. Wake up. Your soul is in danger of hell. You may not think so because Satan has, has you fooled. Like it or not is true. When is the last time you heard the voice of the Lord? When was the last time you opened your Bible and spent time with the Lord? Sunday, maybe. So what makes you worthy of heaven? What makes you worthy of being caught up in the rapture? Remember, the Bible says Jesus is the only way to heaven. Do you know him or know about him? You better heed these words. Satan is not hiding anymore. He's coming for you and you won't even know he has you until it's too late. I'm telling you all this out of real love for you and your eternity. So don't spend it in torment and suffering. Some will say that I can't talk to people like that. Well, maybe not. But if it wins one soul, it is worth it. Th then again, those same people will never say anything to you about the Lord of salvation. So think about it, please. Consider the alternative. If you decide to say not now, you are not promised your next breath. Think about all those people in their 20s who are dropping dead. I bet they thought they have, they have plenty of time to make a decision. I hope they did. I cannot stress enough 
or have strong enough words to express how important this is. Imagine, if you will, that everything you do, all your thoughts, all your secrets are being recorded for a movie. What kind of movie rating rating will it have? G, PG, R, triple X. Now, imagine that same movie is going to be played before everyone you know. Would you be ashamed? Do you know what I just told you is 100% true? Every second of your life is being recorded by God. Everything you say, think, do, every secret. Nothing is hidden from God and every second will be played back on Judgment Day. What will you say to the Almighty God when this happens? What excuse will you give to Him? The place, the place that you will spend eternity will be judged by your movie. Will it be heaven? Will it be hell? Your eternal soul depends on this movie. Will God be pleased? Now imagine that everything you did, every thought, every secret is never seen by God. Imagine that when your movie starts, God sees your childhood and your life is playing before him and all of a sudden the screen goes red, blood red, the very blood of Jesus. Now all God sees is the blood of his son covering your life. This is the movie God wants to see. This is the movie of your life that will guarantee your eternity in paradise. This is going to happen. The movie of your life will be played back before God. You will stand alone before the creator of the world and everything in it. So, how will your movie end? Will you have a happy ending or will it be the saddest movie ever played and you are the star? You are writing your autobiography. You are writing your autobiography every second of your life. You have control of the ending of your movie. Your choice should be easy. Accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Live, live for Him. And you lock in your place in paradise. Ignore His invitation. And you lock in your place in eternal punishment. It's your choice. 
It's your movie. You are the star, producer, writer, director. Make the right choice. Remember, God is watching. Think about it. Amen. And beloved, you know what? This brother is absolutely correct because the Bible tells us what a number of things, what kind of life we ought to live now that we are in Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And what kind of people to avoid because the Bible is so clear about bad company corrupts good morals. This is so not the hour, beloved, to attach ourselves to this world that over time, what's going to happen is that this evil, wicked, vile, disgusting, Satan-loving, Christ-rejecting, God-denying world is going to pull you from your faith. That's what the Bible says. Because I know you think by being enmeshed in the world, you are going to preach the gospel to everybody. Because after all, Jesus ate with sinners and tax collectors. Beloved, if you are already playing in willful sin, if you are already backsliding, it's only a matter of time before you slip all the way to apostasy. This race, it is so tight. That path that leads to eternal life that Jesus says few will find it, it is so straight and it is so narrow. And if we think God is playing, keep it up. Keep, keep right on being filthy. Keep on being wicked and vile. Keep on doing you. Because you keep thinking that there's nothing you can do. All you have to do is believe. There's no works of righteousness because you keep believing the bishop that says that if anybody teaches you that you must live clean and holy, they are a legalist. And they are trying to put you under the laws of Moses. No, we are not. I think what I should do I got to run this past the Lord, though. I should just solely do a podcast, just giving a straight scripture about how we are to live holy post-salvation. I'm going to try not to give any commentary, just straight up scripture. Now, I make no promises. If the Holy Spirit wants me to say something, then I'm going to say it. But I'm looking to, to just do a lesson on 
just straight scripture about living clean and holy. Coming from the New Testament. Because if we are not clear, I mean like crystal clear, that Christ commands us to sin not, then we got to understand he means that literally. He is not saying this like if you could you, it would be so nice for heaven. No, he has given us a direct commandment. So we do need to keep ourselves in this word because, beloved, all you got to do is look at this world in the 21st century. They got drag queens teaching our kids. No, no, not. Well, who knows? Somewhere. In America, it, they might just hire a drag queen as a teacher, but they allow them to come in and and visit with the kids and do pop-up lessons. I mean, read books to them. And you have one teacher that was actually fired because she was doing, I don't know if it was a lesson or curriculum on pronouns and I'm talking about the transgender pronouns not you know he she according to English um, grammar mm -mm. no Pro right Holy Spirit <laughs> pronouns have taken on a whole new meaning uh-huh when today's school Schools are talking about pronouns. It's coming from that, that homosexual transgender agenda. Uh-huh. That's where it's coming from. And so, let us come over here to where we at. Yep, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to read the whole chapter because it's talking about avoiding people like this not that we not that we are judging anyone not that we are being self-righteous we are just being obedient in this kingdom we listen to our master. Just like in the other kingdom, they listen to their master, Satan. So what? Children of God, we don't follow, listen, and obey Jesus' teachings and commandments? Hmm. I think not. Yes, we listen, follow, and obey. So... Let us come over here to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Avoid people like this. Here we go. Understand, because this is Paul speaking, no, writing to the young pastor Timothy, 
who, by the way, wasn't all that young. I think I read or heard he was about 40 years old. So, yeah, yeah, he was pretty young. But some people think Timothy was like maybe 19, 20, 21. No, he was, you know, about 40. I would say, look at me. I don't know, maybe between 35 and 40. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But anyway, listen, understand that the last days will be dangerous times. People will be selfish and love money. They will be the kind of people who brag and who are proud. They will slander others and they will be disobedient to their parents. They will be ungrateful, unholy, unloving, contrary, and critical. And what does being contrary really means? Well, we know the word contrary by its definition means Opposite in nature. Opposite in nature, direction, or meaning. Okay. It also means to be perversely inclined to disagree or to do the opposite of what is expected or desired. This means this person is unreasonable, unhelpful, uncooperative. They are difficult to get along with. Ooh, they are troublesome. They are disobedient, mm, annoying. They are willful. They are stubborn, obstinate. What else it says here? Pig-headed. <laughs> yeah, these are the people we need to avoid. These are they that's always looking for a fight. Not like a physical fight, but just have this disposition of just being contrary. I say... The sky is blue. No, it's not. It's not really blue. It is aquamarine. Still blue. No, it's not really blue. It's kind of on the shade of teal. Don't you know your colors? And I'm like, blue is blue. Well, no. And then they want to give you a whole dissertation about the color Blue, how blue comes in many shades, and because you don't know this, then you need to keep quiet about the color blue. And you're like, it's really not that deep. Yes, it is. It just looking for a fight, you know. And not only that, but they are stubborn. They are stuck in their ways. These are they who cannot endure correction. Mm-mm. They will fight you tooth and nail. And guess what? They will, they take joy in seeing just how upset 
and frustrated you can get. These, these people love this. Mm-hmm. So what else it tells us? Yes, they are contrary and critical. Mm. I don't know about you all, but I can't be around somebody like that. Because see, being around people like that, that's the quickest way to get me off in the flesh. So, yes, thank you, Lord. You're right. I need to avoid people like this. And then it says, they will be without self-control and brutal. And they won't love what is good. They will be people who are disloyal, reckless, and conceited. They will love pleasure instead of loving God. They will look like they are religious, but deny God's power. Avoid people like this, the Bible says. Some will slither into households and control immature women who are burdened with sins and driven by all kinds of desires. Ooh, ooh, and ooh. These women are always learning, but they can never arrive at an understanding of the truth. These people oppose the truth in the same way that Janies and Jambres also no Jambres opposed Moses. Their minds are corrupt, and their faith is counterfeit. Oh, beloved, we are talking about men of the cloth. These are they who are false teachers. They put on a good show. They claim to be godly, but they're not. Their faith is counterfeit. And not only that, their minds are corrupt. But they won't get very far. Their foolishness will become obvious to everyone like those others. Who, beloved, Paul wasn't lying. These are perilous, dangerous times. These men of the cloth, they have a form of godliness, but there's, there's no power there. No, they are too busy trying to lure silly women who are laden with sin to get them in the sheets. These silly women, they, they gravitate towards every new wind of doctrine. Mm-hmm. New age one month, Christ Jesus the next Buddha chanting one month and then they off somewhere rubbing stones together. One month they're on fire for Jesus. Then the next month they over there in yoga trying to open up their chakras. Mm -mm. And so Paul says in verse 10 of where we at 2 Timothy 3. 
but you have paid attention. Okay. You have paid attention to my teaching, conduct, purpose, faithfulness, patience, love, and endurance. You have seen me experience physical abuse and ordeals in places such as Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. I put up with all sorts of abuse and the Lord rescued me from it all. In fact, anyone who wants to live a holy life in Christ Jesus will be harassed. But evil people and swindlers will grow even worse as they deceive others while being deceived themselves. I'm telling you, it is not going to get better. Nope, it ain't getting better out here, folks. It's going from it's going from bad to worse. But verse 14, but you must continue with the things you have learned and found convincing. You know who taught you since childhood. You have known the Holy Scriptures that help you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is inspired by God, verse 16, and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and for training character, so that... The person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. Amen. And now, beloved, me personally, I don't give the message Bible any, any place. But you know what? <laughs> Sometimes the message Bible with all of its paraphrasing, it is sometimes it just be hitting the nail on the head. Now listen, okay. We know we don't put stock in the message Bible, but you know what? Let me just read this chapter from the message Bible. Okay. Listen. <laughs> the message Bible is a mess. But listen though. Okay, difficult times ahead. Don't be naive. There are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, <laughs> profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, Coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, <laughs> a savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust and allergic to God. They'll, they will make a show of religion. But behind the scenes, they are animals. 
Oh my goodness. I told y'all the message Bible is a mess. Listen. They will make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they are animals. Stay clear of these people. You know what? I'm done with the message Bible. I'm done. I'm done. Beloved, I think I'm going to make this podcast really short and sweet. Listen, at the end of the day. We must live clean and holy. I, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but that's fine. That's completely fine. If it wakes anyone up, then what the Lord has called me to do will be done. I will be satisfied on this day that We completely devote ourselves to Christ. That we are committed to him. It don't matter that we are living in this world. Because Christ Jesus said through Paul over here in Romans. Before I let you go, beloved. We got to come over here to Romans 1, chapter 1, because Romans chapter 1, if we thought 2 Timothy chapter 3 was giving us a heads up of the people to avoid, these people are further described over here in Romans 1. They are reprobates these are they who claim there is no God that God doesn't exist but we know because the Bible told us they know God exists because he openly displays his attributes through nature so the Bible says they are without excuse The problem is they suppress the truth. And so they rather worship the creation. They rather worship false gods. They rather live in lust and unnatural vile affections. They rather serve Satan. And they will laugh straight in your face. About God and his powers. Just like one lost soul. Told me today over there on social media. That with all the power that God has. He was unable to stop her from transitioning. She on her profile. Claims she is a bisexual transgender. I'm not even going to acts what that really entails but um yeah so Romans chapter 1 here we go let us bring it down actually let's start at verse 16 because I love this part for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ 
It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Amen. Listen to the King James verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Don't you love that? Yes. So, verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from, yep, from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath showed it unto them for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because, because that when they knew God, okay, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to, dis to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed, verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Yes, beloved, homosexuality, lesbianism, 
is unnatural sex. It is perverted. Verse 27, and likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly. And what is unseemly? Well, it is an adjective. It is describing a behavior. It is describing a behavior or action that is not proper or appropriate. Having sex and you a man with another man is not proper. It is not appropriate. Unseemly also means unbecoming, unfitting, unsuitable, unworthy, indiscreet, ungentleman, ungentlemanly, ill-advised, shameful, out of place, in poor, bad taste, shameful. Shameful. It is shameful to lie with the same sex. That's what the Bible says. Okay. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, well, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. And what is reprobate? Well, it is an unprincipled person. This individual is wretched, Degenerate, these are evildoers, sinners, hellions. These are, this says here, it's a whole lot of names. Mm -mm. They are rogue, they are debauched, they are depraved, they are corrupt, they are. Hardened, immoral, shameless, wicked, and bad. And this is what happens when you reject Jesus. When you are born again, right? And the Lord is dealing with you about sin. You ain't coming out of that adulterous remarriage. You ain't, you ain't putting away all your little lovers on the side. You keep smoking that weed, claiming you got cataracts, you got, you got cancer, you got back problems, you got neck problems. You refuse to admit and recognize you are actually a drunkard. Ain't nothing wrong with having a beer. You right, a beer. Moderation. 
But if you find yourself, you can't wake up, you can't function, you can't go to bed without a hit on that bottle, you got a problem. You got a problem. Smoking cigarettes. If you are a born-again child of the Most High God, you do know, right, that these bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. These bodies no longer belong to us. Christ purchased us. So, we can't be sleeping around. This body doesn't belong to us. We really, my hand is raised, got to do a better job of what foods we put into this temple. So, I ain't throwing any stones. I'm just letting you all know the path, it is straight and narrow. And all of us must run our race. So, back over here, Romans 1, reprobates. Yeah, reprobates. If we don't pull this together, beloved, if we refuse to heed to God's to God's chastening, he will turn you over. Because listen, God is not going to strive with man. And this is the problem. The fear of the Lord is not being taught up in these apostate denominational churches because it is all about hyper grace. It is all about all you have to do is believe you don't have to live clean and holy because your future sins were also nailed to the cross. God ain't looking at sin. He's only looking to bless your little life with houses, cars, and lands, and a new man, and a new wife. Mm-mm. No. He's looking for us to be conformed into the image of his son, molded and fashioned, living righteous, being set apart from this world and consecrated unto him, not frustrating and grieving Holy Spirit, but actually be on board with with sanctification. Yeah. It's truly not hard to obey when you understand the the ramifications of disobedience, the lake of fire. And many are dying every single day. And you know, Christ was not their savior when they drew that last breath. Don't that... Don't that do something to you? It does to me. It it just breaks me inside. Because it is so not worth it. We can't fall for Satan's lies about there are many ways to heaven. No, it is not. It is only but one way to the Father. Christ Jesus is it. There is no more sacrifice for sins. No one, listen, no one else is coming to save us. 
We only have one Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. God walked this earth in the body of a man to save his people from their sins so that we don't face God's wrath that is coming on the children of disobedience. Now, do you want to be in that line? Well, then, we all, all of us, better straighten up and fly right. This, this world is going straight to hell in a handbasket. And, and they are partying along the way. So, Romans 1, where are we at? Verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, well, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with, listen, this is what happens when God pushes you away. He has had it. The door to the ark has now closed. You, by your own choice, decided to leave. You don't want correction. You don't want discipline. You want to live for self. You ain't giving up the world. Okay, well, when God pushes you away, this is how your life will be. Because listen, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful. Look, look at the reprobate. And these are they who are standing up in these pulpits. We, there are some reprobates masquerading around as sheep. It's bad enough. The reprobates out there in the world with all of their satanic Grammy shows and Oscars and, and whatnot. And you got Christians just lapping it up. Yeah, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things. Listen, you mean to tell me that there's not enough evil for these people to indulge in, that they got to come up with more inventions of evil? Because you see, this is what happens. It's never enough evil for these people. They they got to invent more and more and more evil. The, <laughs> the evil that's already in the world, it's not enough. We need more, more, more. Give us more, more, more. And so, supply and demand. This is how we, it's like how many levels can these reprobates go to where where evil is concerned? It's like every day I'm seeing more evil being invented. 
right, Holy Spirit? AI, technology, all of this so-called science and medicine. You got to be a wicked person to patent. I'm off of that. I'm off of that. You got people in high wicked places inventing more ways to commit even more evil. Aren't you glad that you are no longer in the dark? That prayfully we will not allow ourselves to be deceived anymore. No longer. Our eyes are wide open. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom and discernment. May we always see evil at every turn and shun it. So, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding they are covenant breakers, without natural affection, unmerciful. They are implacable. That means they are unable to be placated. Mm -hmm. Nothing satisfies them. They are unforgiving. They have, listen, these people have no mercy. They would chew you up and spit you out if you just step on their little pinky toe. These people are determined. They are adamant about doing evil. They are uncompromising. They are unrelenting. They are, I already said merciless, right? They are heartless. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't no pleasing them. They are unable to be satisfied. You can't calm them down. You can't soothe them. You can't make peace with them. Nope. They are provoked to anger. Yeah. These are your reprobates, ladies and gentlemen. So verse 38, listen, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. These people, not only do they love the evil, but they actually applaud others who indulge in this filthiness with them. But you know what? Chapter 2 opens up our eyes just so that we don't get off being self-righteous about these reprobates, okay? Because chapter 2 quickly puts all of us in our places. Listen to this. Starting in verse 1, Romans 2, right? 
You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as bad and you look and you have no excuse. When you say they are wicked and should be punished, you are condemning yourself. For you who judge others do these very same things. And we know that God in his justice will punish anyone. Anyone who does such things. Yes, Miss Once Saved, Always Saved, Once I'm in the Family. I'm always in the family. Well, what you going to do about Romans 2? Verse 2, because we know we who born again believers, he ain't talking about reprobates. Chapter 1 just finished telling us the reprobates are godless and heartless. They ain't looking for God. So we know, okay, as born again children, I'm telling you, Paul checks us so that we don't get off with this being high and mighty as if our stuff don't smell if we think for one skinny moment that we can point the finger at others and we over here doing the exact same thing you are a hypocrite because Paul is like we know we do know born again child you better cut it out we know that God in his justice will punish anyone. Hmm. How are you going to get around this word anyone? Well, not me. He said anyone. He ain't only talking about sinners. He ain't only talking about apostates. He's talking about people who thinks he's playing, claiming the name, and still walking and living in willful, blatant, habitual, deliberate, practicing sin. Listen. We'll punish anyone who does such things. Since you judge others for doing these things, why do you think you can avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Hmm. But because you are stubborn and refuse, listen, again, who is Paul talking to? He ain't talking to the reprobate and the apostate. No. He's talking to believers. And, and this is what believers don't want to hear. They only want to hear about how God wants to bless me. Uh-huh. Well, you must know the full counsel of God because if we don't know this side of him we're going to be standing in the line to the left when Jesus says depart from me I never knew you so where we at Romans 2 verse 5 but because you are stubborn and refuse 
to turn from your sin, you are storing up terrible punishment for yourself for a day. Because see, Paul is reminding us, he's reminding us, a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will judge. Listen to verse 6. Wake up. He will judge everyone according to what they have done. Listen. Okay. How come none of them once saved always savers bring me over to Romans 2, 7. I don't recall Romans 2, 7 on that. Now, of course, I'm exaggerating. 20-page dissertation slapped with 75 scriptures about grace, 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 and the love of God, which we love, by the way. Don't get it twisted. Using those scriptures to defend doctrines of demons Y'all better repent because we all better look at verse 7. He will give eternal life to. To whom? To the one that's practicing sin, claiming the name? Now. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good. Seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves. Who li- Where's my bell? <coughs> Beloved, please forward Romans 2, 7 Mm. Seven to nine. Keep that in your back pocket. The next time you come up against anyone who claims all we got to do is just believe in Jesus. Sit back. Enjoy your best life. Live however you want. You still get to go to heaven. Don't worry about doing good works because that's legalism. First of all. You don't even know what legalism mean. It means trying to keep the 613 laws of Moses to justify you to be saved. That's legalism. Anybody teaching that you must keep the law. Not anyone preaching and teaching holy and righteous living that you got to repent and produce Fruits of righteousness in keeping with your repentance. That's not a, a, um, a legalist. That's your brother and sister in Christ trying to tell you. You better turn around because you're going the wrong way. So. Here we go. Verse 8. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. 
beloved, verse 9. Look at this. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. You want to know why? God is not a respecter of person. He does not show favoritism at all. All of us can still get it. First for the Jew and also for the Gentile. Beloved, I'm going to leave you all with that. Oh, 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 look. As a sidebar. Remember how I keep saying every little chance I get to throw this little nugget in about whether or not Gentiles have to keep the law? Look at verse 12, Romans 2.12. When the Gentiles sin, they will be destroyed. Uh-huh. Even though they never had God's written law. And the Jews who do have God's law will be judged by that law when they fail to obey it. For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it even without having heard it. Amen. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either, either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. And this is the message I proclaim that, listen, that the day is coming when God through Christ Jesus will judge everyone's secret life. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, that is all that matters. God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. Beloved, all of us got to pull this together. I told y'all, right, Holy Spirit, because he told me. Scripture is unanimous. Only those who walk a life of holiness, being set apart unto God, who live clean and holy, listening, 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 following, and obeying Jesus. Jesus says to them, he will give eternal life. That is not working to earn your salvation. We know for the umpteenth time that there was nothing we could have done to earn our salvation. Now, listen, because this is the part People seem to not want to hear. 
Now that we are in Christ, we are commanded, we are told by Jesus himself to go and sin no more. He is telling us to live a life of obedience because if we are living in sin, then we are not obeying Christ. Post-salvation, we are to live like we are born again. Do you really think, just stop for a moment trying to be deep and spiritual. How do you think Christ Jesus, who paid a dear price for our salvation, y'all got to really go over there to Isaiah, Isaiah and read how Jesus looked. When he was dying on the cross for our sins. Because don't let these false Jesus image, um, images and, and relics trick and fool you to think that he died a peaceful death. Jesus was ripped to shreds. He looked unrecognizable as a human being. Isaiah prophesied that when the people saw Jesus hanging on the cross, they were appalled. They were horrified at what they were looking at. They didn't know this was a man. It don't look like a man. That had to be their thought. The Bible says that he was mutilated, that he was so disfigured. No man has ever looked like that before. He suffered. But glory be to God, he is no longer on the cross. He has risen. He is in heaven today, interceding on our behalf. Do you really think that it brings glory and honor to the Father when we live in willful sin? Absolutely not. No, it does not bring honor and glory. You want to know what brings him honor and glory? John 15, 8 brings, wait a minute, is it John? Yeah. John 15, 8. Jesus tells us over here what brings honor and glory to the Father. Are you ready to read it? And then I'm going to let you go. He says, My Father is glorified and honored by this. When you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my True disciples. Amen. See? Told you. That's not legalism bearing good fruit. This is what the Father expects from Christ's true disciples. And nothing less. Nothing less. Beloved, listen, God has standards. And he wants his children to have the same standards. We should have good, godly morals. Yes. All right, beloved. 
I'm going to let y'all go. Because otherwise, I'll be on here for another hour. I love you all. Please, please stay devoted to Jesus. Even though we see all this wickedness going on in the world, do not let that sway you one way or the other. I know it looks horrible. It seems like maybe God ain't doing nothing about it. Rest your pretty little head. It is going according to his sovereign plan so that when he cast them into that lake of fire, he is totally justified. Don't worry. Don't worry. If God has turned them over to be a reprobate, ain't no amount of praying that we can do for them. It is between them and God now. All we do we go out and preach the gospel. We let the brethren know that we ain't supposed to have nothing to do with evil. As entertaining that it may, may appear to be is a trap. For we do have an enemy. We have an adversary. And, and the Bible says what he does is that he goes before the Father day and night accusing us. Yeah. Mm -mm. Let's keep each other in prayer and in our thoughts. Let us make sure we all meet up in heaven. Amen. Amen. Father. Hallowed be thy holy name. We come to you this day. We lift up your name. Thank you, Father, that your kingdom will come. Thank you that even though it may seem like evildoers are getting away with their evilness, it's only but a short amount of time before Christ returns. And he will deal with his enemies in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and who obey not the gospel. Whew. They shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. That's going to be a horrific day for those reprobates, for those sinners who mock the gospel, who mock the power and glory of God. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes, so that it will bear more fruit, even, even richer and finer fruit. 
You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me and I will remain in you just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit, producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone, John fifteen six. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Amen. Lord, have mercy on us all. Thank you, Father, for saving our wretched souls. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.